Full Court Fits is The Ringer's new weekly NBA video series hosted by Big Waz, a.k.a. Wozni Lambre. Each week, we take you around the world of NBA fashion and share can't-miss style choices from your favorite players and keep you up to date on the latest news and releases in sneaker culture. Waz also talks to experts like Damian Lillard's personal stylists to give you behind-the-scenes looks at how the NBA's biggest stars choose their outfits. New episodes drop every Friday, so make sure you're subscribed to The Ringer's YouTube channel at youtube.com slash The Ringer so you never miss an episode. It's The Ringer NBA Show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out Live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older, 18 and older in D.C., and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. Real ones. Logan Murdoch here. Sasha Mack on the boards. Raja Bell here. Raja, I messed up. I just messed up, you know? Um, you know, you come in all professional and you always have your stuff right. You always send it in first. I didn't do that today. I, did, I am not a real one today because I do not have... There's some technical difficulties on my end, so I'm recording on a voice memo right now. But and, you're here, um, bro. But you're here. But I'm here. But I'm here. But I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Um, we are here at the, the morning after the Suns take game one of the NBA finals. Let me uh, say that one more time. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back, the people in Scottsdale, the people in Tempe. Yeah. Shout out Paradise Valley. Shout out Central. Shout out Camelback mm. Mountain. All right. We're going to shout out Scottsdale. Let me keep going. Glendale, Tempe. Mm. Like we'll mm. go take it down to Tucson. All right. Shout, shout out, out Flagstaff. Their Flagstaff. Okay. Sedona. Mm, mm, shout out to all the people out there, man. You always be, Roger, you always be shouting out the rich cities. When it comes out to Oakland, you over here shout out Piedmont. Then you go over <laughs> Paradise Valley and, and Scottsdale. You always shout out the rich areas, bro. I would not. You feel me? I mean, <laughs> listen, my bad. No, I said, I, I mean, full disclosure, I don't really know Phoenix well enough to know all the other areas, but I love Phoenix in general. So shout out to the whole like shout out to Maricopa County. Maricopa. There you go. Now you're Mm. now now you got it. Mm. I am just saying all this because I am currently not in Phoenix and I really want my um Crescent Ballroom tacos, bro. I just really want my Crescent Ballroom tacos. But that's irrelevant. That's irrelevant. You guys have won game one of the NBA finals. 
are you just basically saying that the Suns are just going to wrap it on up in four? Or what, what we got going? What, do you, what, what, what were your mm. first impressions of the first game? Yeah, I can't. I can't say that, Logan. I, I would not. I would not do that. Um, you know how I feel about series and 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 the game to game mood swings and complexion changes that come with that. I thought the Suns were great last night. Um, you know, I think they executed a game plan offensively that it exposed some things for for Milwaukee. They obviously, you know, the coverage that Milwaukee chose to employ was perfect for what Chris Paul and Devin Booker want to do. Um, you know, I think they had a sound defensive game plan for Giannis. They built that wall, even though Giannis wasn't his his, his true self. Um, they built a good they built a good wall. Um, Jay Crowder didn't score a bucket, but I thought he was real physical and set a tone with what they were going to do. Um, and then they got contributions. So I thought I thought the Suns were great. Now here's why I wouldn't say that the series is over. Chris Paul was phenomenal. All right, amazing. I I, I can't see Milwaukee looking like that uh, like over and over and over again. Right, and if for no other reason than I think. Giannis hadn't played basketball in about a week and I think he'll be better. Right. And there are a lot of other things I could go into, but I think he'll be better. I still think the Suns win it. I just don't think it's going to be a four game sweep. This is what's concerning to me. If I'm a Bucks fan, I'm going to give you some, I'm going to give you some numbers. Chris Middleton, who, you know, had history on this show, Chris Middleton, 29 points. Um, actually, no, uh, what's, what's concerning to me, man, is you get the Chris Middleton game. Um, we don't know, and we don't, we don't know what Giannis is going to be with this injury. It, it looked very nasty. Did you see the hyperextension with with Giannis? Yeah, Did you I thought, see it, that I thought play? he tore everything. I thought he tore. His... I thought, and to have that level of trauma on your knee, at least with what it looked like, and then the psychological effect that has, right? Because you are thinking, oh man, I might have torn everything. It's just an hyperextension. You are going to favor that. But now there were times that. Giannis looked like Giannis, like he took Aiden to the cup early and just dunked all over him. It was, it was, it was nice. He took him to the cup, but he only took 11 shots. Can't have that happen. I mean, he had the 17 boards. He had the 20 at 20 points, but Giannis, the way that team is built up, he has to score 35, 40 points and then hope Middleton gets his 29 and 30 and then hopes Drew Holiday does his thing. I am concerned about Giannis's health. How do you feel about that? Because if Giannis, honestly, the way Giannis goes is the way the Bucks go, because he, it's, he is the generational star on that team and a bunch of really, really, really good dudes, not superstars and other superstars, really, really good dudes surrounded by a generational star. If he doesn't go, it's bad. What do you think about his availability? I think Giannis is going to be fine. I think Giannis said it in his postgame, uh, where he said it in his postgame uh, press conference. It was more of a fatigue thing with him like he alluded to not having a rhythm having not played in a week or so there was a moment in the game where it looked like he was limping after after a play but for the most part he looked pretty good I mean some of those moves quick to the bucket big shoulder on DeAndre Ayton like those are those are healthy moves they didn't look like he was struggling now I don't know I mean if if, of course if he is a shell of himself and he's going to be at at the performance level where DeAndre Ayton is going to continue to cancel him out, if not play better than him, like, yeah, Milwaukee's in trouble because, you know, Chris Middleton is going to do Chris Middleton things where he'll have really good games and then he'll probably have some where he's off. And Drew Holiday just, you know, he he just hasn't been consistent in the playoffs. I love Drew Holiday. I'm, I'm a fan of his game. Um but he doesn't look like he's super comfortable out there offensively. You know what I mean? Like, that's just the best way I can put it. So if Giannis isn't going to be great, 
then yeah, that changes what I think that series turns into from a from a a, a length standpoint. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. I'm curious to see also what you saw defensively from Milwaukee because after a certain while, they were just attacking Brooke Lopez in the pick and roll. They just said, fuck all sets that we're going to do. Our only set is we are going to get Brooke Lopez on an island and we are going to go to the cup on him or we are going to shoot threes on him. Um, you know, Chris Paul was, you know, Chris Paul is a master in the pick and roll and he was doing just that. He got into the lane. And he also got a three, a four point play with the, I think it was a, was it a flagrant foul that he got down there when, when he stepped into That's bullshit. That's bullshit. We'll talk about that in a second. Cause I know you have some thoughts on that. Um, but what did you see defensively from Milwaukee with that, with the Brooke Lopez pick and roll? And what can they do to counteract that? Um, do they, is it just going small or is it just getting another defender when on an Island? What do you do? Um, I thought that, um, you know, Milwaukee obviously came out with the switch mentality. Uh, first of all, let's go back. Phoenix was the hungrier team in that game. Back. Sometimes it boils down to like who wants it more. It meant more to Phoenix last night than it did to Milwaukee. Milwaukee's had a history of doing this in the playoffs. I've talked about this coming out and looking like they are not fully grasping the gravity of the situation they're in. Phoenix got every loose ball. They got every 50-50 ball. Like th- those were those are wins. Um, as they accumulate over the course of a game. So Phoenix was more locked in. They were flying around. It meant more to them than Milwaukee. Milwaukee wanted to switch pick and roll early. They put PJ on on Chris Paul. So the switch to DeAndre Ayton had a body on him, right? A big body. You you, you gave possibly the one of the best of all time in high ball screens um, the same look for an entire half of basketball. I don't care that it was a switch, right? Because for a while, the switch was productive. Like for a while, Chris Paul wasn't cooking. The switch was good. You're playing a numbers game, right? What I do know about great players, Logan, is if you give Kobe Bryant the exact same look every possession, it's only going to, it's a matter of time before he figures it out, right? But also for them to like, for, for them to, to keep using that look against Chris Paul, on a pick and roll when he's one of the best pick and roll players we've ever seen. Well, well but here's the here's the danger of what they switched to in the second half. What they switched to in the second half was the old drop coverage that I that I screamed that about. Hate, with, that you disdain. Because now Chris Paul doesn't Chris Paul's gonna get 30 in an ISO situation. You understand what I'm saying? He's gonna get 30 because he's gonna cook Brooke Lopez. That's what he he's did in the third th- quarter. That's Fine. all he did in the third quarter. Well, what yeah. happened in the third, yes. But then what started to happen when they started mixing drop coverages and stuff like that was now he's able to kind of facilitate too. Because it's not mm. just a switch. So now DeAndre Ayton is catching lobs. Like they're they're able to you know move the ball around because he's down in the middle of your paint now, and he's able to facilitate and get other people eating. Um I'm a believer in, and I've told you this over and over again. I'm getting the the ball out of his hands. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. Ball, Chris, Paul's hands. Chris Paul, it can't be in his hands. Like, so if you are going to bring a ball screen, I'm going to hit it. And Mikael Bridges has been great. Jay Crowder has been great. DeAndre Ayton has been fantastic. Devin Booker is a real one. Oh, everybody. We'll just talk about their whole roster because they've all been fantastic. They have to beat me. I'm not letting him just do that. And that's just, I mean, I believe in that. Chris Paul is one of the best ball handlers that you know is going to take the rock, right? He's one of those guys that has the rock, just like how James Harden has the rock, just like how one of these dominant ball handlers always have the ball. But he's one of those guys that like he is equally effective scoring just as well as passing. So it is, it is very hard to hold him down and he makes literally everyone better around him. Uh, when you talk about Aiden, who said that's been the best uh, thing for his career. Yeah. You, 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 you can't, would you almost want Devin Booker to be the primary ball handler? If you could do that, if you're the defense, if you're the bucks, what would you, what would you want? Who, who would you want to have the ball in their hands most of the time? If they're going to be dribbling up and down the floor, Devin Booker, I want Devin Booker to have the ball in his hands. And, and this, this is not a slight at Devin Booker. Devin Booker's amazing with the ball in his hands. He's going to probably torch my team. But what Chris Paul does, it ties everyone together as well as torch my team. Like he is what, he is a point guard. He is getting that team in a flow, getting them set, orchestrating offense to where they can expose the mismatch. He is a professional point guard. Devin Booker is a professional combo guard score. Like if given the opportunity to take it away from your orchestrator, I'm going to do that. And I'm going to see if Devin Booker and the, and the rest of them can beat us. And I'm not saying that he can't, but I, I don't want Chris Paul to just wreak havoc. I liked the Bucs going small. I thought they should have tried that a little earlier in the game. Like I thought that that's viable. You can switch. You've got a more capable defender on Chris Paul. When, when Brooke is in the game, I'm going to say it again. Some, some, some dude went at me on Instagram about posting and oh, that's what, bro, if Jay Crowder is going to guard Brooke Lopez, he should touch the ball every time down the court. Remember, um, every time Logan, remember, remember, remember every the time. last two, how, how many times Raj? I didn't hear you. Every time. times. Um, you, you saw the last two games of the Bucks, uh, Hawk series, right? Where Brooke Lopez was damn near Shaq in the punishing. Just every, just punishing them every single time down the floor. And I, who do you hate seeing shoot threes more? Brooke Lopez or Giannis Adetokounmpo? Giannis, because he don't make them. <laughs> Giannis, because he don't make them. But it, I, I understand that the, the, you get my point, the though, essence right? of it. Yes, they should be playing bully ball. I don't mind Brooke Lopez shooting threes, but I don't want him to shoot five threes a game. I would like, if he shoots like two tops. That's by design. Right? If he's open, you got to do that, right? So thank you for leading me here. The Bucs are just all over the place offensively. Like they don't know what their identity is. They they find something, it vibes for a while. It looks like they got it figured out. And then, you know, like off the cuff, just out of nowhere, they flip back to like, I'm going to come down and pull these no pass threes in transition, which I get it. But you you got to have, you got to have, you know, to your point about him shooting all those threes, it's by design. It's by design. Like, that's the way they want to play, except if it ain't working and the other team has has sized down and you've got this dude who is a really, really good. You see that man's touch around the basket, Brooke Lopez? Yeah. 
Punish that it's shit, so man. Funny. It's so funny, man, because when he when he does it, it's like the OG in the uh in the 24-hour fitness or the LA fitness, bro. He's just like, I'm throwing it. I know exactly my spot. I already know what to do. Oh, I you I fell a little bit, but it's still going in with this this little weak hook shot, but it's gonna go in every time, right? And like it's funny because I I am no coach. I am not any, I'm not anything close. But it looks like like basketball is such a simple game, man. Once you put it down to it, right? Like once you just like really just mono mono. That's why I love watching the playoffs, right? There's no like, there's not all these dribble weaves. There's not all these 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 cute little these cute little sets. Nah, man. I'm gonna t- see your biggest weakness and I'm gonna exploit it. It's, it's just simple. It's just gonna be a simple thing, right? It's yes. It's a it's a matchup game, and that's what you saw the Suns do. The Suns said, "This is the coverage you're giving us." I've got Chris Paul against Brooke Lopez. I've got Devin Booker against Brooke Lopez. I have Devin Booker against Bobby Portis. Um, the few times that they were able to get a switch and DeAndre Ayton had someone little in the post, they went to DeAndre Ayton. They just it looked different because they weren't posting it up all the time, right? Mm-hmm. But here's here, this is what fascinates me about like today's uh, viewer of basketball. Oh, genius. Uh, like No one wants to post up. What is the difference between a post up and that mid range shot that 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 Chris Paul killed y'all with last night, or Devin Booker killed? There's no fucking difference. They found it's a basketball. mismatch. It's basketball, and they exploited it. And the Suns were great at that last night. I watched the go. I you know I obviously covered the Golden State Warriors. And what what are the Golden State Warriors known for, Roger? What are they known for in general? Just like for, as a casual fan, what are they shooting known for? the three? Right. They won those titles because KD was the best mid-range shooter in the game like he did that and, and when the chips were down yo when it gets the rockets yo katie go get us a bucket on the elbow right there please please get us a post like even give us a post move it's basketball you can do every one of those things when you're great at all those things guess what you're the greatest team of all time but it's like what i and this is just as just someone who's been around the game, not as much as you, but my frustration is and i want to get your opinion on this roger because obviously you played the game when it comes to trends in the game, I hate when they go like, oh, we're going to like three and D and we're only going to get those types of players. We're just going to get those types of players the whole time. Why can't you just get a whole balanced NBA roster? Why can't you just get, okay, you get a shooter. Okay, we're going to get a big man. One of the biggest things that I liked about when the Lakers got Dwight and they got uh, JaVale and they got, and they got this robust set of bigs as they put shooters around them. It was a very balanced team in 1920 Lakers. I really liked watching them play and just have a rail rounded team. What Braja, why do we have to go to all the time? Hey man, we're just going to go to three and D because that's where the league is going, right? Why can't we just get a balanced team that can play for, that can play in any kind of versa that can have the versatility to play against any style. Um, it's a good question. Uh, a few things probably analytics suggest that there's a there's a way to give yourself the best chance to win analytically speaking and that is to tow the three point line and only shoot threes and layups that's what analytics suggests right so you get a bunch of dudes in front offices and i i respect all of the opinions and their ability to find these numbers and and dig them up but that you get pressure from that side of it i think i think and then some gms and some people putting teams together, um, you know, we take for granted or we think that everyone has their own independent thought process and, and, and has their own vision, but they all don't. 
And so you see someone doing it and it becomes a copycat thing, right? Like, okay, that's, that's the blueprint. Let's do it. Um, I mean, I get, I, I, I get it to some degree. I just, the game, the game is a simple game when it's boiled, when it's boiled down. Right. And if, if you don't overthink it and, and you can attack, you know, the matchups that present themselves out of the action that you're running, um, you, you can have success. Now there are things that you have to, like, you have to defend, like, you know, what I thought the Suns did brilliantly last night, aside from their offensive, just, you know, simplicity was they really got back in transition and loaded to the ball. Yeah. Like they really thwarted like Milwaukee's ability to get up and down the court and get those easy buckets in transition. And that's where Giannis flourishes. They built a really good wall. They were back, they were loaded. Milwaukee didn't do that. All of that kind of speaks to like your, your sense of urgency about the moment. And I thought they just were the better team last night, but it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, Logan, where we all build a team like that. It just doesn't. I'm going to, um, we're going to do a segment after this next break, but uh, I'm going to give a preview of this because you said that the sense of urgency from Chris Paul radiated throughout the Suns team. You could see it. You know, like there was this question that was posed, and I'm going to pose to you at, uh, on, our, on our next segment. Um, but it was basically like, who, who needs this title more right now? Who, who is for, in terms of legacy? And I picked Chris Paul over 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 Giannis. It was between Giannis and Chris Paul. And the reason why I did that is because this is, might be Chris Paul's last best chance to win a title. And he played like that last night. And by extension, everybody else on the team played as such. It's like, yo, bro, I've never been here before. This might be my last time. I need to t- I need to seal the deal. I did not see that from the Bucks. It was like, oh man, like we're the Bucks. We we might be here for the years to come. Like, no, we got Giannis. He's young. You see that. And you gotta, and everybody's good in the league. And you have to seize that moment. And it's a mindset thing because everybody is is saucy in the league. Everybody good in the league. But you gotta, you it's, that's when the mind comes in of like, yo, you ha- I you have to seize this moment. And I don't think the Bucks did that in game one. I, I agree with you 100 percent I, you know, um just watching that game, some of the turnover, there, there, there are amount of turnovers that you pencil into a basketball game, right? Like mm-hmm. Used to be the teams that won the turnover battle and had more points in the paint would win games. It was a pretty simple equation. You know what I mean? But like, again, analytics have changed all that. But so you pencil some turnovers in. Some of the lack, lack, is it lackadaisical or lackadaisical? I always, I always screw that up. What is it? You know what? You know what? Yes. Yes. So some of those turnovers, right, were eye-opening to me. I'm like, man, damn. Uh, Drew Holiday, you just turn that shit over and like you're you're standing there like eyeballing a ref. It was like regular going, season type ter- it, turnovers. Up. Yeah, that was the was vibe like. I was getting from them. Like they weren't valuing possessions like, the way like you have the to value possessions. You get when you when you have like twenty turnovers in a game, but you win. Like Logan, those types of turnovers yes, in like the middle of March. Yeah, that's absolutely what it was. that. And so that all that that speaks to you not understanding. Dog, this is game one of seven games potentially to win a damn championship. Like you have to have every possession matter. And I, you know, the Bucks, they got a little clipper-esque in them where they just, you know, they kind of like go into the, you know, they have to work themselves into a series. One of those things. I think they could have beaten the Hawks in five or four if they really were just locked in for four games. But this is the thing that they have with the Bucks have is where they just they they kind of just malaise their way into the series. And it's like, nah, bro, we need it right now. You bro, you need a split right now. Game to game game two is tomorrow. You need that split. So this is perfect then. Cause here's where I was going next. Now I just talked about all of that, how brilliant the Suns were and how 
you know, bad Milwaukee was at times and how it just looks so great for the Suns to probably win this, right? Let me yeah. let me go into the the to the Milwaukee locker room right now, right? Like if I'm a Milwaukee, mm. Milwaukee player. Um, we lost game one. We came here to get a single game. Yeah. That is still possible for us. So no one hang your head. We're fine. Okay. Yeah. Um, they exposed some things we did defensively tonight. We've now got it wasn't a game the of the world. They made a run at the end of the game. It wasn't like they didn't get. No, blown out. here's where I'm going. Like they exposed us. We have, we, we now have some film. We're going to sit back and watch that. We'll tighten that up. Giannis wasn't supposed to play, did play, looked good in doing so. And is only going to get better. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And while we were down 20, we reeled them back in and got within striking distance in the fourth within quarter. Like nine on the or road. seven, they were, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they didn't get over the hump. But if I'm in that locker room, I'm sitting there saying, we're fine. Hey, we're good. We'll get to, we're leaving here with a split. And when we leave here with a split, the whole a thing changes. So that's where I would be if I was in their locker room. Yeah. And yeah, you're right, man. Like, I didn't come away with being like, oh, Bucks are going to get swept. It's over now. Like, no, it wasn't. Like, they, they, they got punched in the mouth. Got some jabs in, and you know, and then it was like, okay, they won that one. Okay, for sure. We're gonna see you on Thursday. It's good. Um, what I wanna do though, um, I'm gonna take a quick break. Um, we are going to do a delayed version of our Ringer 2021 NBA Finals entrance survey. We're gonna do it right here on the Real Ones Pod up next. This episode is brought to you by Visible Wireless. Want a wireless provider that always brings its A game? Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month, every month, taxes and fees included. And as if that wasn't already a huge win, you could use promo code RINGER20 to receive $20 off your first month just for listening to us talk about basketball. Not bad, right? You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com and use promo code RINGER20 for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. And we are back. We are in the, we're right in the middle between game one and two. Uh, of the NBA Finals, but I wanted to bring the NBA Finals entrance survey to the Real Ones podcast. Mm, right? so I'm going to ask the um, the Ringer staff did this, um, myself, Dan Devine, uh, Paolo, uh, Sirit Sohi, and uh, Zach Cram also did it as well. I think Matt Donzer, a couple other people did it as well, but I'm going to bring these questions to the um to the fold the first question is and i'll start first what is the most intriguing question heading into this series now my biggest thing was the biggest question that i saw was health can yana stay healthy can chris paul stay healthy that's been the story of this whole season going into the postseason is about all these stars getting hurt and we Thank goodness with these teams, we have all their superstars intact right now. Now, that's been my biggest question, just not just this postseason, but the toll that this last year and year and a half has had on this league. My biggest thing is health. Um, Giannis was able to be healthy through one game. That's great. Everyone's good right now. What do you think is the biggest question going into this series? I was gonna I was gonna say health too, but since you said it, I'll just say um ability to adjust adjustments on a coaching staff, uh, or from a coaching staff. This one's going to be a chess match. Um, again, they've simplified offense. They're finding the mismatches. They take, they've taken a kind of old school approach to it. What, what, are, what is Mike Budenholzer going to do 
with the pick and roll next game? And then, you know, what is Monty's adjustment for that, right? Like we saw a little bit of zone from both teams in game one. Um, what are we going to do? So who, who who's the better on the fly adjustment guy? So my thing is this. It's going to be interesting on the Bucks' perspective about about adjustments because we all know that the we already know the criticism of Mike Budenholzer and that is the, is that his adjustments, especially late game adjustments, right? And he's in a peculiar place because he's been having these criticisms. It almost seems like he didn't lead his coach's team to the finals, right? It's like, yo, man, if, if Bud isn't here, like, what one of these things? Like, if one of these things go right, if such and such didn't get hurt, you know, the Bucks kind of just like took another way into the finals, right? And matchups and all these things. And it seems like, you know, if they lose any kind of way, and I'm not reporting, I'm not in Milwaukee, but it seems just like based on reports that we've seen, yo, man, if 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 Coach Bud gets swept out of the finals, it's it doesn't look great, right? Is that Whereas, the word? Is that the word on the street? I don't know bro? if that's that's not the official word, but you see like every single time. If you look, and this is why I had to stop doing this. If you look at like the talking heads and you look at all and you listen mm. to everything and you listen to everything, all the chatter and everything, every time the Bucks lose, it's Mike Budenholzer, right? Mm. It's 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 that, and it's and the thing is, is his adjustments. Do you think that? Do you feel like if he doesn't find this, he his job is is not safe? Because I don't know, man. Like who knows? Who knows? No, nah, he's good. He is in the finals. They've taken the next logical step um, that you need to take as a franchise. Winning it would be great. Um, yeah. There are questions, and rightfully so, about the way he's handled things in the past and his ability to make adjustments. If he should fall short, though, I have to imagine getting to the finals this year is enough to protect his job. And, you know, I heard him pregame yesterday. I don't know if you heard the way he uh, addressed the team. And what it said to me with the way he was talking to them was this is a free, play loose, have fun type of team. Like he 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 doesn't seem to be a micromanager. And, that, and that's okay. Um, you have to find the balance though between allowing them to play free and shoot from the hip and, you know, take the one-off, you know, wild three or three or four of those and then tightening the reins and saying, all right, no, 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 the time and place. All right, now we got to strategically execute in these three minutes to seal this deal. Like he's got to find that balance, but I do think he's safe regardless, Logan. Okay. So your, mine is health, yours is adjustments, right? Yeah. You're, that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. All right. We, I, I teased this in the last segment. Um, let's get to legacy talk, legacy talk. Who benefits more from whose legacy benefits more from a title, Giannis or Chris Paul's? At this very moment, it's Chris Paul. It's Chris. It's undeniable. Chris Paul. Chris Paul with a Chris Paul with a chip goes down in the, uh, you know, uh, stratospheres of. Who's the best point guard of all time in your eyes? Isaiah Thomas. I say Magic. Magic. Oh, you well, say Isaiah no, Thomas. I, I, yep. Magic. Magic. Isaiah Thomas. I was his. His name was on my mind, but Magic for sure. Okay, you could say Magic. Does this put? Uh, Chris Paul in the top three of all time if he wins a title. Because for me, I think it does. Yeah, but I, I don't know. That's that's It's a little can deeper. I, can I just... say my three first? Can I say my three first and then put them in? My three right now is Magic, Isaiah, and John Stockton. John Stockton never won a title as a leading man. So, right. that That is what this does for Chris Paul. It puts him right squarely in the in those conversations. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and Giannis, he has, a, I, I wrote this, he has at least eight more years at an elite level, God willing. 
at least. He's fine. Um, all right, next question. Who is your biggest X factor going in this finals? X factors, man. Like, are we aside from the the three best players on each team? We're, we're saying the three biggest scorers on each team. So what I said was, I said DeAndre Aiden. Okay. Which, well, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's weird because it's a, he's a I, he's not a star to me. Like, not yet. At least he's like for me it was what I would equate him to be right now. Is like how Bynum, Andrew Bynum was on those Lakers teams, right? Like a really, really. Really, really good center. I don't know necessarily if he can like carry a team yet, but he's hella young. Like DeAndre Aiden is young. He might turn to like a bona fide dude. Like he is really, really good. I'm not even saying, I'm just saying, yeah, oh, yeah, he's yeah. rolling no, this fair. team right there. So I have him there because just his defense, man, just how he's been playing defensively in this postseason. If he can continue to do that against Giannis, honestly. We need to shut the fuck up on his defense if he does this. If he does this and go through when he the way he played against Jokic, the way he played in stretches against AD, the way he played um, in the conference finals, if he can continue this defensive prowess, the Suns are the Suns are going to win a title. I agree with you. I mean, when we did the preview, and I caught all the slack for like saying pretenders, but you remember who our biggest like who the most important player was going to be in the run? We both, I think, we both said DeAndre Ayton. And, he, and he's been fantastic. And that's why they are where they are. But because you said him, I'll go to the Bucks, And I'm going to say it's Drew Holiday. Um, mm. I think, you know, you're going to pencil in what Giannis gets. Chris Middleton is going to, you know, average what he averages. Some games are going to be, you know, it's an average for a reason. They'll have great games and then there'll be somewhere he's not. Man, they need that third consistent. Like, Brooke does what he does. But Drew Holiday has the ability to get on top of the cup whenever he wants. He is literally, he he can, if you watch him, he gets where he wants to go. He is a 6'4", almost 6'5", super freaky athletic, great defensive player who can get to the rim whenever he wants. He's got to have more of an offensive impact in that game and, and defensive for that matter. He he is the X factor for Milwaukee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thing with The thing with Drew, man, is he's such a good player. And, it's, and it was something that we kind of talked about when he got traded to or, um, to Milwaukee. Really, 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 really good player. Not a star. He's not. I mean, I get. He's. Would you agree with that? I would agree. I mean, not well. Yeah. Would you say he's a star? Would you say he's a star? A star. I get into like star, superstar. Like he's 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 a big time player. So I would say I would say this. Paul George is a star. Is he a superstar? I don't know. Okay. Right. So and that's what I'm. That's the criteria that's I'm saying. Right. So right? I think you're. Yeah, you've, you're. You're. You're fair. You're on Superstar point. is reserved for like LeBron's and 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 Kevin Durant, Steph Curry. That's just like superstar. Gotcha. And the star and is really, 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 really good player. All star yes. after that. There you go. I think Drew Holiday is like you know on the verge. You could be all star one of these years. You know I could see that. But I think the problem is when you have like like. Really, 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 really good players. Just how good the league is surrounding the generational star. You're going to have games like this where you're like, dude, why didn't you play well? You know, you can't pencil in Drew Holiday to give you 23 and 11 all the time, right? You can't pencil that in. And so the problem you have with that is some games are just going to be like curious, like, damn, where's he at? We need a guy like that. And the same thing with Chris Middleton. They're the same. They're, I think they have the same amount. They're at the same level in terms of, of of skill. And I think that's the problem that you you send yourself with is when you have really, really good players. And I think that Drew is going to bounce back. I think he's going to have a really good game too. But you're going to have well, – for every one of those 39-point games you see in a postseason, you're going to have some of those where it's like 12 and you're going to go six of whatever. you know. And uh, I think Drew will be fine, but that's just – that's 
that's what happens when you roll the dice the way uh, Milwaukee did to get a player, a player like that. Um, and I, it sounds like I'm hating, but I'm not. I think he's a really good player. I just don't think he's a super, a star, or superstar. Um, it, well, look, man. I, 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 again, I think Drew Holiday is fully capable. I, I think that stylistically, and maybe opportunistically, is a better way to put it. Um, he struggles there. There's only so many possessions and only so many, you know, opportunities that you have offensively. And when Giannis and Chris Middleton are are doing what they're doing, you know, I think he's a little lost there offensively if I'm keeping it a buck. I don't think you I don't think you see the best of him offensively. I don't think it's necessarily all on the Bucks, and I don't think it's necessarily all on on him. Like they just haven't figured it out. And they have to figure it out, Logan, because he has to be more productive consistently. Do you think, you know, because they traded for Drew Holiday in large part to appease Giannis because that was a guy that Giannis liked. Do you think he is stylistically a fit for this team? Just stylistically. You know, I mean, obviously, because being stylistically a fit doesn't mean you're not going to be a good team. If you guys don't have pieces that fit, you can still be a good team. Like the, the, the Sixers, for instance, who have Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, really good team. But we all knew that that wasn't a fit stylistically. Not ideal. Do you think? Not, he's yeah, not ideal. No. He's not ideal because he's not a spot-up shooter. And mm-hmm. when, you know, when Giannis is going to be on the ball as much as he is and Chris Middleton, you need, you need somebody that compliments them. That means they shoot. They catch and shoot. Now, I think, again, like, I think he's fantastic. But when you're talking about an ideal fit, the answer is no. I don't, yeah. I, it's not. I'd put some money on that to say that, that I think Drew Holiday will have a great game, too. I um, hope you're right. And he's a great dude. Like he's a great dude. Yo, like, did you see his speech at the end of the um the end of the Western Co- the Eastern Conference Finals? Was like, man, like it was just like so wholesome and just like so like I feel you, bro. I'm really happy for you to get there. I pull for Drew. I'm telling you, like there are guys I get on Fuck here and yes. just say for the shits of it, I'm a fan. Like I'm a fucking fan. I, I you know what I'm saying. So I hope he figures out. But they need him to to insert himself, even if it means even if it means Logan that that you go off like, hey man, I, I might have to be a little selfish. And, and not for an entire game, but I might have to be a little selfish early so I can catch a rhythm so I can be a part of this because that's what's best for our team. Like, he may have to yeah. do that. I think they'll be fine. Um, next question. What's your favorite off-the-court storyline, Roger? Favorite off-the-court storyline? Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I got know. Real, go ahead. Well, I, mean, I, got me. real, I got real philosophical in my shit. Go ahead. I know these are two older teams, but I just like having teams that – don't necessarily go to the finals every single year or that are in the finals, man. Like, I mean, the last, they both, both teams came in in 68, right? But when we think about the Phoenix Suns, it's the, it's your team, the seven seconds or less teams, or it's like, it's the other, the 93 team that went to the finals, right? And then, but I'm glad that there's a new generation of fans that can see the Suns being really good, Mm -hmm. right? They can see it, the Suns being a contender. Like when you think about the Bucks in recent memory, what do you think about? You think about, I guess, the nostalgia of like, you don't think about Kareem in the 70s balling with Oscar Robertson. You don't think about that. You don't think about Sidney Moncrief, Terry Cummings, um, who was it? Paul Pressey, Sigma. Those were good teams, bro. Good, yeah. teams. good teams. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying, when those, those teams don't come up, 
You know what correct, I mean? Correct, correct, correct. We think about the Bucks. I, I'd make an argument that the Ray Allen-led big Bucks. Dog. Mm. Big dog. Big dog. Those teams have a bit more nostalgia than those 70s teams. That's all I'm saying. So I'm happy to see two teams Fair. in this generation. I also pulled some shit out my ass. I did. I did with that one. I did. And I wrote that down. And I don't care. But I think it's an interesting thing. What do you think about the storyline right now? Well done. Well done. Um, so off the course storylines. Maybe... I'll piggyback a, a little bit, but I'll take it in a different direction. I think both of these teams, um, I appreciate. And it's not taking anything away from guys who don't subscribe to this philosophy. I appreciate that they both had stars that at one time or another have been pressured outwardly or from the outside mm. media and from peers to leave where they're at. Mm. Right? To get out of there and give themselves a better chance to win a chip. And they declined to put the pressure on the organization to do that. They stuck with franchises that were kind of trying to figure it out and build around them. A lot of homegrown talent on both of those teams. Yeah, sure, you go out and you find a piece here and there. And obviously, Chris Paul's a huge piece. Um, Drew Holiday, we just touched on, is a huge piece. Every team does that. But for the most part, they're kind of homegrown. You know what I mean? And yeah. these teams have kind of suffered through what you were talking about to get where they are. And I can appreciate that. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, all right, last question: Who wins this series, and in how many games? We did this before. I said Suns and six. Are you are you staying? Are you around that, or what do you think? Yeah, I think it's Suns and six or seven. Um, okay. We didn't touch on this, but I tweeted it last night. You can't deny You've been it. On Twitter lately. I've been on Twitter. There's just you can't deny this. Even as a Suns fan, I can't deny this. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go. Go ahead. <laughs> those refs. <laughs> those refs last night. <laughs> I mean, Jesus are Christ. Not, are, they not, are they not real ones of the week? <laughs> like, no, they are if you're a Phoenix fan, and that's great. Like, because I've been on the flip side of that as a Phoenix Sun, where I'm like, no, we just ain't going to get no damn calls, nothing. And so I think it's great. But I think, you know, as you go, as as refs go to different buildings and stuff, they are human beings. Like, the environment can maybe change the way it's, it's blown. I think this is going to be a seesaw battle, even if Milwaukee does not win game two. I think it's going to be a seesaw battle. I think the Suns win it in the end. Somebody, uh, Paolo said, um, the biggest X factor in the finals. No, this was this was um, this was Matt Dollinger. He said the biggest X factor in the finals is Scott Foster. I figured you'd like that. I'd I love it. You, I, and the only reason I can't say is because people don't want to keep coming on here and me hearing me talk about them damn refs, bro. But I was sitting there last night, like, is anyone else watching this shit? Like, is anyone watching? No one. I mean, if you, no one's seeing this. I have a question though. Do you want to go to the Suns Parade or not? Because it doesn't seem like you want to go to the Suns Parade. Why not? Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, I want to go. Okay, I don't know. Okay, you going up against the the? What no, could happen? no, 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 you no, 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 no. Don't get me wrong. I'm ha hashtag hashtag get Raja to Scottsdale. Hashtag get Raja to the parade. <laughs> hashtag get Raja to Phoenix. <laughs> um, I the we were screwed by those calls and suspensions and all of that. So again, hey bro, if, if you're the son, I ain't worried about that. I'm simply saying, watching it, not being a participant in it. I mean, when you're talking about D-Books got eight free throws and the whole Milwaukee Bucks team, who is attacking the cup has four? That's that's not equitable, my dude. Like that's, I watched that game. The Suns were fouling too. Mm. Right? Were. I mean, they were. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, yeah. man. They were. They were. They were. Um, all right, let's not get any more trouble. Um, <laughs> let's get to real one of the week before we get out of here, man. Um, real one of the week. Uh, I'm going to go first. You know what? I'm going to go 
with Langston Galloway, who has um, made his own sneaker line right before the NBA Finals, um, along with his wife called Ethics. Um, so, you know, shout out Black Businesses. I'm going to um, go with Langston Galloway, the Phoenix Suns. Who do you got, Roger, for real of the week? You know I'm going to go, man? I'm going to go A-Ron a- Rogers. Mm. I'm going to go A-Ron. A- A-Ron does not give two cents about what's going on in Green Bay. A-Ron a- showed up. Um, him and Bryson DeChambeau and just laid wood to 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 Phil Mickelson and the GOAT Tom Brady, who is fantastic, by the way. I'm a Tom Brady, a, a relatively new Tom Brady fan. I, I realized, I've said this know, before. Weird. Isn't it weird? Yeah, yeah, I've said it before. I I hated everything that was Patriots and I thought that I hated Tom Brady because he was a Patriot. Come to find out, I fucking love Tom Brady. I just don't like the Patriots. I'm going to be real with you. It's a complicated thing that I have. with, And I know that we just gave a real one of the week to someone else and shout out to that person. but. I'm going to go. I just want to talk about, we can talk about Brady before we get out of here. I remember the first, I, I hated Brady, like really hated Brady because I was a Raiders fan. Still, I'm an Oakland Raiders fan, right? And I remember the tuck rule game. And a week, a week or two later, he went to a Warriors game and they said, welcome Tom Brady. And he got Ooh, he got, <laughs> I was right there with him. I was, they got one on the jump. So you got booed. Whoa. I don't think he's ever been to a Warrior game since. And, but, he wins and he has this arrogance to him that I just like, that I just like, I like, I, re- I get it, bro. I respect the air. Like, you know, when someone's so arrogant that you're just like, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Like, what are you going to do? I mean, I still, it's like, I still don't like you, but it's like, don't make me like you right now. It's like, really just don't make me like you right now. Stop doing this. Stop it. Well, that's for you. I like him. I, I think, you know, the person who you are seeing now, like the personality that, and maybe it was, you know, New England that just was so stifling to your own personal identity that he couldn't be this dude or, you know, whatever the reason, yeah. um, the new, the new Tom Brady, I'm all the way in dog. Like I am a Tampa Bay fan. I don't even, I don't even like where this is headed, man. I don't even like this at all. Cause even like younger me is just like pissed off right now. Let's I just know. I hear you. I hear you. I, 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 I don't even like this. But anyway, my real one was Aaron Rodgers, bro. Cause did you see his golf? Did you see his golf game yesterday? Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. no tour pro. He's no, he's no Steph Curry, but you know, he held it down. Also, he I just good. love, I, it's funny. Cause like you play golf and you know, I've been around the green a little bit. Yo, golfers talk the most shit I have ever heard in my life you guys you guys talk it's like aaron Rodgers was talking shit to phil mickelson phil mickelson was jabbing back right. it's great it's beautiful it was fantastic um, that's another edition of real ones um check us out on um every mondays and thursdays we're doing a special edition on wednesday this is just how it went we're still two days a week it was a holiday last time we didn't do mondays we'll be back next monday um you know i may or may not be in wisconsin so you know just um just may or may not be. I don't know yet. I don't even know. I, I, wait, did uh-huh. I even say that? The message just, um, just, 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 just got destroyed. Anyway, um, make sure you guys check out Real Ones Mondays and Thursdays. Make sure you check out Ringer NBA on all social feeds. Make sure you check out Group Chat. Make sure you check out The Mismatch. Make sure you check out The Answer. Make sure you check out Black Girl Songbook with who? Roger Bell. Town legend, Danielle Smith. Make sure you check out R2C2 with who? Roger Bell. Damn, dog. CC Sabathia. I, I, know, I know it is something Crest clown. Crest, clown. The Crestside Clown. CC mm-hmm. Sabathia. Shout out to the Crest. Shout out to Millersville. Shout out to the whole B. I see you. Um, also, shout out to uh, Ringer Music Show. Shout out to um, all the podcasts, man. I gave you guys everything in Ringerverse. We will see you guys on Monday. Holla! Holla!